Hey everyone, thanks for tuning in to another episode of Bibliotech On Air. I'm Rosanna. I'm Ruby. And I'm Israel. And on today's episode, we will be having a book talk about a graphic novel available on Hoopla called Sheets by Brenna Thumbler. So make sure you stay tuned for that. And then we also have, for Hispanic Heritage Month, September 15th through October 15th, We'll be giving some of our recommendations of artists, authors, shows, and more. So make sure you stick around for that as well. Disclaimer, during our Sheets book talk, there is a character that we refer to as Eliza. We actually meant Owen, so please disregard. So let's go ahead and get started with Sheets. Yeah, so Sheets is a graphic novel that we all just recently read um, by Brenna Thumbler. And so a little bit about it, it's, uh, it tells a, a story, a heartfelt and imaginative story about loss, resilience, and the power of human connection. So the story is centered around Marjorie, a young girl who is struggling to cope with the recent loss of her mother. Marjorie is left to manage the family's struggling laundromat business while also dealing with the challenges of being a teenager. She's constantly harassed by a ruthless and unscrupulous businessman named Mr. S- How do you pronounce his name? Saubertuck. Mr. Saubertuck. Okay. So Mr. Saubertuck, who wants to take over the laundromat and turn it into a spa. Meanwhile, in the afterlife, we meet Wendell, a young and inexperienced ghost who is having trouble fitting in with the ghostly community. He accidentally winds up in the human world and crosses paths with Marjorie. As they get to know each other, they form an unlikely friendship and help each other navigate their respective challenges. Throughout the story, Marjorie's life becomes increasingly difficult as she struggles to balance her responsibilities at the laundromat, her obligations to her younger brother Eliza, and her grief over her mother's death. Wendell, with his unique perspective on the living world, offers Marjorie support and companionship. And that's the gist of it. So what was y'all's thoughts on on it while y'all were reading it? People suck. (laughs) They were so mean to Marjorie. I know. She's a kid. She had her mom die. She's running a whole business by herself. That was like the main thing in itself. She's like literally running this whole business on her own. And then like she comes across rude customers too. Honestly. I'm like the girl's literally 13 just doing her best. Like aren't there like child labor laws too? Like (laughs) also I I told this I told y'all about this like right before we started recording but the dad pissed me off. I know. We get it. You know you're grieving Mm -hmm. but you have two whole kids to take care of. Mm -hmm. Why are you letting your And a business. And a business. Why are you letting your daughter run it by herself? But then later on when she which we'll get into when she's like hey so someone offered to buy the business. I don't want to and he's like Eh, just do it boy you haven't had anything to do <laughs> with the, it it's He's infuriating like, whatever do do what you think is best i i really liked it the, it was good um Very so good. brenda thumbler actually illustrated wrote and illustrated it oh man it is i know the artwork was so beautiful let's like, just talk about the illustrations <sighs> it was beautiful like the, the most beautiful illustrations i've ever mm-hmm. seen i've ever come across in my whole entire life like this story is autumn in a book Mm-hmm. Like if you yeah. want, like right now living in San Antonio, we're freaking living through 190 degree weather. So it does not feel like autumn. But if you want to submerge yourself in already that autumn feeling, this book is it because it's so beautiful. It just you feel it. It really does set the fall vibes. Mm-hmm. It, it's so, you know, it's such a pretty the colors, the artwork, mm-hmm. the story. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was just really well written, in my opinion, as well, compared to like some of the other graphic novels that we've talked about. Um, I feel like it was just very thought out. Brenda Thumbler obviously took her time with it. Um, and she delivered, she delivered, she's delivering, she delivered another book too, right? That's called, um, Delicate 
Well, it's a trilogy now. Yeah, it's a trilogy. Yeah. Um, So we have Sheets and Delicate, the second part of this trilogy on Hoopla. We are going to be requesting the third one, Light, so that we can have that available on Hoopla as well. Because that one just came out. Yeah, that one just came out September September 5th 5th of this month. (laughs) Yeah. Shout out Brenda Thumbler. Like, I love it. Mm -hmm. Really good. Yeah. uh, Another, like, random thing I noticed when I was looking her up on Hoopla is she did a graphic novel of Anne of Green Gables as well. Mm. And that's, like, a story that I grew up with (laughs) and that I love. So I'm definitely going to be checking that out because I loved her imagery for this book. I can't imagine for that one. That's going to be so beautiful. We obviously loved uh, Brenna we obviously loved gra- the graphic novel and Brenna Thumbler. But I like that you mentioned the colors, right? Um, so that leads us into our first question. So how does Brenna Thumbler use color and art style to convey the emotion and atmosphere of the story? It was everything. <laughs> it it ate of... and left no crumbs. Honestly, 10 out of 10, <laughs> slay the house boots down. Houston, I'm deceased. <laughs> He's <laughs> Um, but like the co- it kind of gives it like almost a hazy feel like yeah. you're kind of like looking at it that's through. A, that's a really good description of it I like that like she and like because she goes back and forth from the real world to the ghost world mm-hmm. and then it's very clear very the ghost world's very like black and white mm-hmm. um, and then I don't know if we mentioned it obviously the ghosts are like sheets they're just like little floating sheets all over yeah. the place. And so that's why the setting of a laundromat is the perfect place for it the girls really to is. blend in. Mm-hmm. But um, so she goes back and forth. And then there's even that little dream section. If y'all remember that time um, in the book where the ghost is talking and then it looks like he's talking about how he died. Mm-hmm. And that like imagery, the way she did that was just so beautiful as well. Because mm-hmm. that is clearly just sketched out. Yeah, that's The way true. he's telling it. I don't know. I I'm obsessed with everything about it. Like it's not like a super long read, but it's it's got substance. And the fact that she took time to all of these panels herself, mm-hmm. that, that that's pretty impressive. Mm-hmm. I would get tired after like two pages. <laughs> I know. Yeah, and so mentioning the the ghost, uh, the ghost's name is Wendell. Um, so Wendell's experience as a ghost is both whimsical and melancholic. How does his characters challenge or reinforce? your perceptions of the afterlife i'll say it. if i knew i was gonna be a ghost like that like shoot i would i kind of wouldn't fear death i'm not gonna lie <laughs> like oh, i'm just gonna be a ghost because in the book or in the graphic novel they also state that there's different sections of the afterlife mm-hmm. the one that wendell is in is like the one where people for- kind of forget mm-hmm. about them and uh wendell tells marjorie as well because marjorie's mother passed away and Wendell's like, well, no, if you remember your mom, she's thriving. She's probably good, yeah. you know, in the afterlife. Um, just where I'm from, it's, uh, you know, I'm, I'm a forgotten kid. He was 11 years old and he drowned. That's so sad. It really is. Like, he's just still, I, I guess it's like he hasn't accepted death in a way. And he's, mm-hmm. he's still, like, looking yeah. for that connection. Yeah. I just love that playfulness of him as well. Um, like, when he was playing through the laundromat, too. That was so cute. When he was like get ironing his back, yeah, and then fumbling, <laughs> yeah. fumbling through the machines, it's so cute. It's very obvious that he's like eleven years old. You know that whimsical side really comes through, mm-hmm. and it's just the like it's just very sad. It's you know? very bittersweet. Yeah, mm-hmm. and uh, I mean, this book is obviously for all ages, but I think it's dated like nine and up. Right? Mm-hmm. So I like definitely recommend for younger children or. Mm-hmm teenagers like even and then like we're whole adults reading it too and we just absolutely loved it so it really is just for all ages to read 
because it gives you a little bit of everybody it might also be good good like talking point like maybe you're a parent and mm -hmm. you don't know mm -hmm. how to handle mm -hmm. grief the themes of grief yeah. the afterlife death i think this would be like a really good jumping point like you know read it to your kids or you know you can mm -hmm. just read it along with them and then if they have any questions yeah. it, it just it i like handles the themes so well i know i really like that that you brought that up too because it makes me think of like movies nowadays too like coco book of life mm -hmm, things mm -hmm. like that where it's talking about such a deep subject um that brings up like, i don't know it's like it's a good talking point for mm -hmm. other people who are going through things like that mm -hmm. uh, and it's very like gentle too mm -hmm. with the topic yeah which i think is really nice did y'all did it say how long ago the mom died because i had a thought it was like a year yeah so were they recent. do you think like his her mom and like him died at he and wendell died at the same accident like maybe she she also drowned in. yeah she also mom. drowned yeah, at a lake drowned. and they're like kind of in the same area and it was a year ago so it's like were they in the same accident like maybe he knew her mom or yeah. maybe like she tried to save him and that's yeah what happened the perfect thing about there being two more graphic novels to read mm -hmm. is that these questions that we have they'll be answered they yeah. may potentially be answered in the next Hopefully. novels because i was thinking the same thing i was like oh it, we're gonna find out later in the in the story that oh that they knew each other and that or that the mom tried saving wendell and you know that's how she passed away but oh Wendell's that's still, interesting that's what i was that's, that's kind of that's where i thought it was going uh -huh. it didn't go that way at least <laughs> not now um up to, or at least not up to this point uh but yeah cool definitely glad she's expanding on it though because like, any unanswered questions that we have in here mm -hmm. will hopefully get covered like yeah, you said yeah. Definitely. Sure. Too, and, and i was trying to look i mean i don't know why i'm like interested now when we read a book to see like what other people are talking about it like the reviews so mm -hmm. i like purposely look for negative reviews mm -hmm. and then like there's maybe only like one or two negative reviews that i saw and it was just on the fact that they were like oh it's a flatline story because it kind of just ends like that you know they think like that's it you know but i'm like no like it's a good thing that there's all these two other books so that's not that's not the problem here mm -hmm. even if it did end like that like i still think it would have been like a it, nice yeah way it's a nice it. ending uh because she ended with her and the other little boy talking and we will be back after these messages did you know that in addition to movies music and books hoopla also now has puzzles Make sure you go to your binge pass to find all the puzzles that Hoopla has to offer. Sudoku, crosswords, be a highlights queen and find the items in the magazine. Make sure to check it out all on Hoopla with your bibliotech library card and get ready for some hours of fun. And now we're back. But so like we like we mentioned a couple of times throughout, of course, it sets in a laundromat because you didn't know. Uh, so how does the setting of a laundromat play into the themes and symbolism in the story? I really liked this question because I don't know. I, I love laundromats. Like my boyfriend hates that I love laundromats because I'm like, let's we we have a washer and dryer. But I'm like, let's go wash, you know, our sheets in a laundromat because <laughs> I just love the way it smells. And uh -huh. usually they have arcade games there, too. It's like <laughs> it's pretty cool to me. Um uh -huh, uh -huh. uh, and so like here, obviously, we said the ghosts are your typical ghosts wearing sheets. So that's where Wendell ends up, which is perfect because he gets hidden and mm -hmm. he can blend in to all the other sheets in the laundromat. Uh, but what do y'all think are the themes and symbolism that they play into? I like that it's a place where the ghosts wearing, you know, being covered by sheets. It's a place for them to 
relax and like have fun almost oh yeah because towards the end of the story mm -hmm. um marjorie strikes a deal with all the forgotten ghosts and like hey if you give me this detergent that i use to clean y'all sheets (laughs) y'all can use my laundromat you know and have fun and stuff like that and you know use the iron and stuff um and they help her with the business too yeah yeah they help her with the business too as well but you know i i don't want to like I think I would need some time to think about that. Because, mm-hmm. uh, I mean, I'm sure the other two books will get into it as well. Like, yeah. they're definitely going to mm-hmm. talk about why she chose this setting um, for all the ghosts. And I don't know, like, how she came up with the idea. It's a cycle. You know how, like, there's cycles, uh, mm-hmm. spin cycle, yeah. red cycle? I think it has to do something with that. Like, the cycle of life. I guess kind of matching this. I, there's something there. Mm-hmm. It's a cycle. It's hidden. It's somewhere in there. I don't know what I'm trying to get at with it. I, but I got it. The metaphor of washing, you know, laundry cycles compared to the cycle of life. Mm-hmm. I guess just, you know, wash, rinse, repeat. Wash, you know? rinse, and then repeat. Life, it's just life. kind of live, die, repeat. <laughs> There's something there. Yeah. But that's so that is open ended. So to your interpretation and to ours, as we we're definitely going to read the other two books that just came out. Um, we have to now. I know we're we're too invested now. Yep. And stands of Brenda Thumbler. Also, just uh, want to say that that detergent the ghosts have, the ghosterizer, or that has apps tied. Y'all got nothing on that. That in the story is like I the primo. I need like, that. Best. It gets all your stains out. Makes your clothes look amazing. Like oh my god, they hooked Marjorie up, and she deserves it. Poor baby. I know. Make her life easier. You know, the the issue with the, the father, the dad, what's his name? Does he say his name? Mr. Glatt, I guess. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh Mr. Glatt. Um, you know, grief is just a, it's a monster, mm-hmm. right? And I don't know, I just, is it just him or do they not have their family? Or like, he's just doing it by himself. Mm-hmm. He's just doing it by himself. Barely. Yeah, you know, and I can understand like how that can be kind of angering, right? But I don't know why I, I empathize with with this, mm-hmm. with this, with the dad. I mean, maybe because I'm a dad, but I wouldn't be like that. At least I don't think I would. I, mm-hmm. hope, I hope I wouldn't be like that. Um, but I know it's not an easy thing, right? And But it's a year. And like, so it, because grief is like, well, when, what time, when, when is enough, mm-hmm. right? We see how uh, Marjorie's kind of dealing with it. She's kind of just having to just deal with it, mm-hmm. you know? She doesn't really get to yeah. process it from what I The seen. dad is, in a sense, not even processing it either. Mm-hmm. He's kind of just... There. Whatever. Whatever. And then the little brother, too. Like, you know, we don't know how he processes it as well. If it was all within a year, they were all pretty conscious, mm-hmm. you know? And it just really shows that how, you know, people are either forced to deal with grief or kind of just give up and i think i don't know i don't know like i couldn't understand that he's a dad and he has responsibilities but man when you can't you can't like when you're depressed like clinically depressed like man you you just can't function Mm -hmm. you just can't Mm -hmm. you know like even for your kids Mm -hmm. you just can't um i even think towards the end like in the deal that they struck the ghosts with uh marjorie right like it hints towards him like talking to maybe someone or is he just back in the laundromat working because i don't know if remember you, you remember that panel it's 
the it's the dad and mm-hmm. then there's a customer that he's talking to oh. i kind of took that as like i don't know love like potential love yeah but it could also just be that he's actually working in 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 the laundromat oh now. yeah i i didn't even notice that yeah that and he's, he's like smiling too and everything yeah um he looks like he's getting better but yeah in the end like so they strike that deal and because of this like uh detergent from like the ghost world like people are coming from like other states mm-hmm. or like other cities it's like what in the world it's just that like, good yeah i mean it's the, just that good obviously the ghost found the secret weapon the for bully their... the bully and that other mr stauber mr sauerkraut yeah mr sauerkraut <laughs> that's what i kept they are his they name cannot as. they're they're not allowed to use the the laundry mat they're not they they ran him they're off. banned they're banned he I was really a he so. was a ugly he was so, weird ugh, guy he got me so angry i was like my Same. god trying to buy the Same. laundromat from a 13 year old girl and he's already like he doesn't have any money his house is about yeah, to I get know. repoed i think like boy Good. How are he you deserved gonna, all of it he really Good. did he deserved all of it. He, yeah him i can't justify because you know who died in his life <laughs> <laughs> just greed at its worst yeah. like dude you're gonna prey on this business knowing the tragedy they just oh there's so much we can yeah. go on. i know but um i would definitely recommend sheets to all of our listeners to to everyone um, all ages and um it's a great read it's a trilogy we're looking and hoping to get that final the final graphic novel on hoopla um but check it out and we will be back after these messages. Do you have any plans for October 7th? Well, you do now because Bibliotech South invites you to embrace the season at our family-friendly fall festival on October 7th from 4 p.m. to 9 p.m. Join us at Bibliotech South at 3505 Pleasanton Road, San Antonio, Texas 78221 for a fantastic day of fall festivities. It's free admission for all. We thank County Commissioner Rebecca Clay Flores, Precinct 1, and Live from the South Side for their support. And now we're back. Alrighty, jumping into our next and last topic. Obviously, it's Hispanic Heritage Month, Mm -hmm, September mm -hmm. 15th to October 15th, starting with the independence of several Central Central American countries. And Mm -hmm. then, of course, September 16th, Mexico's independence and so forth. So, Mm -hmm. Uh, I mean, just randomly, uh, I have a few friends that are in New York and I didn't know. I honestly, I think last year, I think I was in New York around Hispanic or no, on September 16th. I think that's when I was around New York and they go hard in New York. Yeah. like to celebrate that's like awesome. there's that's good. uh people riding around with the mexican flag mm-hmm. and then just recently one of my friends was posting they were having like a whole parade uh oh. in new york as well celebrating the independence of mexico wow that's cool uh-huh yeah so actually uh speaking of parades uh so the inner city west side the 78207 region um like i think in conjunction with the city of san antonio uh they do a uh, uh a parade um really community yeah and it's passed by my parents house several times um and they have like the horses they have like the lanier band which also shout out lanier sydney lanier high school that's my alma mater they just completed 100 years oh wow um, congratulations uh but yeah they have a parade um and i feel like it's only getting bigger and i feel like the parade's only getting bigger (laughs) and bigger nice that's cool i didn't know they did and it's Mm -hmm. like does it happen on um the, it's every six like the the start yeah wow that's so 16th, cool 16th at the September, beginning so that's yeah or it's on that first saturday like after uh the commencement of hispanic heritage month 
so Hispanic is an all encompassing term, right? Mm-hmm. So it's for not just like, Mexico, not just you know, not just Mexico. Uh, it includes individuals from like El Salvador, right? Um, like yes. like all those Latin countries, yes. like Brazil and you know Puerto Rico as well. Puerto well, Rico. It, I know it's it's a territory. It's right? a territory. I know some people kind of joke. Like, it it people joke all the Puerto time because my sister in law she's Puerto Rican, mm-hmm. and then my, me and my family just this weekend were <laughs> make, like laughing at her because she was like <laughs> she was like oh yeah for Hispanic Heritage Month I'm gonna give a speech you know for her school and then everyone's like. But Puerto Rican is a uh, U.S. territory. <laughs> Does that count? And she's like, "Yes, yeah, counts. that counts. That definitely it's, counts. It counts. It's, it's, it's a Puerto minority, you know." <laughs> uh-huh. uh, so I identify as Hispanic, uh, Mexican American. Um, I have family from Mexico. My my grandparents immigrated from Mexico. I don't, I want. I kind of wanted to shout out some cool uh, mm-hmm. artists that. So like, obviously, I'm Hispanic. My parent, my dad, was born um, in Mexico. Uh, my mom's my mom's parents were born in Mexico, and she was a migrant worker as well, uh, traveling around, hmm. picking all those fruits and vegetables. Mm-hmm. But so, like lately, it's, I've been embracing it even more. Uh, hmm. Growing up, I never, I was, uh, I don't know, it didn't really mean that much to me. Mm-hmm. But now, like growing up, it's been a lot more to me. I've been trying to incorporate it in any way I can. I've even been like buying. Um, Hispanic paintings and artwork to put up in my home because I'm like, yeah, that's a really important part of me. Mm-hmm. So there's some cool artists in San Antonio that I've been looking at, like Emmanuel SA Artist. That's his uh, Instagram name. He does very amazing artwork um, that really bring take you back to mm-hmm. your heritage. You know, like he has some Topo Chico artwork. Oh, he has it. he has a migrant <laughs> worker uh, mm-hmm. artwork that I just bought for my home, mm. and he has mariachi. He paints mariachi like in front of the San Antonio missions. Mm-hmm. Uh, he paints obviously downtown San Antonio, um, and then obviously Frida Kahlo. He does many beautiful mm-hmm. paintings of hers as well. And then some cool artists that I know that me and Rosanna talk about a lot, like Very That. Didn't you just buy that cup from? Was yes, it from Very That? It was. It's from Very That. It says it on the cup too. Very it says that. it on the cup. <laughs> it's very tall. It's very small text, but it's it's on there. Very That. They they're just so creative. Like they're so in tune with the the <laughs> like stuff, the merchandise that they create. It's mm-hmm. just so millennial, like Latina. You yeah. Know? So it's very. I love supporting that as well. And then there's just other one, the Hasso Studio that I've just discovered as well. She does amazing, um, like Spanish tile earrings um, that I've been obsessed with. Another thing that I'd like to, to give a shout out to on the topic of, of uh, artwork. So the San Antonio Cultural Arts Center, it's located in the inner city west side of San Antonio, 78207, right by Lanier, right by Tafoya, all that type of stuff, off of Guadalupe, next to the Guadalupe Cultural Arts Center. Um, you might have passed by, you might have seen them. They have a giant paleta in the front of their <laughs> establishment. Can't miss it. <laughs> um, so they actually have a community mural program. So like restoring murals in the inner city west side. Mm. And actually, Andrea, who used to previously work for Bibliotech East and who we also interviewed, um, she works for the San Antonio Cultural Arts Center. Um, so shout out her, shout out San Antonio Cultural Arts, shout out the artists that Ruby's mentioned. Um, yeah, I'm looking at Rosanna's cup right now. It says, como chingas. <laughs> <laughs> Love it. <laughs> and then very small text for that. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Oh, and then Golly, too, from Bibliotech South. I know he loves talking about uh, being El Salvador. Uh, and then his... his program for the summer too when he was talking about mm-hmm. like El Salvador coffee El Salvador yeah. music that is 
I recommend recommend everyone to check that out because he's so passionate um, and just talks very beautifully about that. And it's nice to know that, you know, we're in Bibliotech. We've infiltrated. <laughs> We've infiltrated. <laughs> oh, dude, shout out to uh, the Fat Tummies and Panadas, too. That's oh, been my goodness. Yeah. They've been coming through there. If y'all don't know, same thing over there on the west side mm -hmm. they are an argentinian family run business who sell empanadas and <sighs> y'all those empanadas are they're the bomb. best i know we've gotten them countless times uh but to give them a shout out a more proper shout out uh they're located at 2922 west commerce street on the corner of zarzam or off of the corner of zarzamora and commerce commerce but yeah they were featured on divers driving and driving mm -hmm. and dives mm -hmm. too so guy fieri was there if you have a if you praise guy fieri <laughs> if have, you love guy fieri i know there's one of those candles i mean there's a candle for everybody Pretty you much. know oh those, yeah like yeah, bead hand yeah, candles yeah. there's seen, one for guy fieri. yeah i've seen that disclaimer but, not an ad not sponsored <laughs> but go check them out so i did want to give a shout out to a a comic book artist by the name of Felipe Smith. He is of Jamaican and Argentinian descent. Um, and so he's the creator and co-designer and writer of Robbie Reyes, the ghostwriter, which is the current iteration of ghostwriter. And I think it's just very important because Robbie Reyes is a Hispanic individual. Um, he's worked with the Avengers. He's part of the Avengers, the current Avengers team. Um, I'm not super caught up actually, so maybe he's not anymore. Uh, but this is super important. His Robbie Reyes' his Hispanic background. Um, it's crucial for several reasons. One, it it, it brings in representation of Hispanics. Um, it introduces cultural nuances, things like that. Um, and then modern relevance. You know, Robbie's character touches on contemporary contemporary issues such as gang violence family obligations so that that familismo that's very apparent in hispanic families and things like that um it's very apparent in this series and so i just wanted to give a shout out to felipe smith and his robbie reyes character nice yeah are they on hoopla they are on hoopla Tight. yes the entire collection actually is on hoopla it's so cool because his instead of a motorcycle he has like a muscle car. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah, it is Come so on, awesome. That's it is so, so cool. awesome. It is so cool. I love it. But check it out. Nice. nice. It's pretty cool. I guess real quick, just an author I would like to highlight, um, Aiden Thomas. They are a uh, Latina author uh, specializing in um, like LGBT books, mm -hmm. um, but very rooted in like Hispanic Latina culture, specifically Cemetery Boys, which kind of, uh, well, not kind of, it very much touches on like Dia de los Muertos traditions and talks about like nice. also brujeria and stuff mm -hmm. like that. Um, you know, like marigolds is a very strong imagery, which is associated with Dia de los Muertos. Very good read. And then their uh, next novel, Sunbearer Trials, really touches on like indigenous cultures mm. in like a modern day setting. That kind of spans like throughout, you know, like th th just think of like all like South Central mm -hmm. American cultures, um, North American cultures, just kind of embedded in like this in, you know, kind of modern day indigenous culture. It's it's super cool. So I would say definitely give them a check out. Um, nice. They're on Hoopla and Cloud Library. Nice. Very cool. Cool. But yeah, so Hispanic Heritage Month, definitely. Of course, your obvious Hispanic directors. Uh, mm -hmm. Guillermo del Toro is one of my favorites. Love that. Uh, <laughs> in case you haven't heard of him, he He's was born in Guadalajara. <laughs> uh, and then, of course, made Pan's Labyrinth, Shape of Water, Book of Life, and Pacific Rim. Love Book of Life. Obsessed with Book of Life. Um, 
love all the music that they do in that movie. And then, of course, another uh, Hispanic director, Patricia Regan, uh, who she directed uh, Under the Same Moon, which that mm. I don't know if y'all seen that I've movie. Seen that one. Uh, yeah. It was like a ma- uh, mandatory assignment for when I was growing up in school for us to watch that movie. And it was permanently ingrained in my brain because uh, <laughs> it's such a good movie. And it, it reminds me of like the exact same storyline as Solito as well mm-hmm. that the book club just recently read. Uh but yeah, and then another, of course, shout out Alfonso Cuaron, who directed the Harry Potter and Prisoner of Azkaban. Love nice. that. Love that for him. That was like probably one of the best ones. I'm not going to lie. Oh, yeah. Well, yeah. Uh, Prisoner of Azkaban and Half the Prince are my favorites. I think Half the Prince was done by David Yates. I'm not sure. I think he did the rest of it from yeah, uh, after, Order of the Phoenix onward. Yeah. Um, but yeah, Prisoner of Azkaban, the book and the movie are like pretty beloved mm-hmm. by like the fans. Like Usually it's people's favorite it's that shift in like the very dark it's very dark it's, tones. it's when the warner brothers logo starts going dark <laughs> <laughs> all righty so getting to our closing bit you know we like to end this the our episodes with what are you reading watching listening to so with that said is Ron ruby what are y'all reading watching listening to killers of the flower moon <laughs> yeah i just finished see you tranquility by emily st john mandel awesome recommend it it's on cloud library um i'm gonna start killers of the flower moon uh by david gran which is our next uh libras and libations book that we're reading in terms of like comics uh i'm gonna start delicates uh by brenna thumler and i'm currently working on uh the witcher ronin so mm. it's like a japanese take on the witcher series nice um so that's pretty cool and that's by rafal jockey cool nice that's exciting yeah. oh yeah that's your staff pick of the month isn't it <laughs> yeah i think so yeah. i think so yeah. <laughs> cool uh but yeah i'm obviously gonna read killers of the flower moon as well because that's gonna be our next libros and libations and book talk um so i'm looking forward to that because that movie should be coming out pretty soon as well three hours and a half three and a half hours long of a movie but i'm looking forward to it it should be good <laughs> like I usually I stray away from three hour movies, but the fact that we're going to have read the book so recent and we're going to have a really good discussion about it mm-hmm. and we're going to talk about it on the podcast. We're just going to be so immersed in it. Yeah, that's true. Actually, <laughs> I hope I hope we go see the movie. That'd yeah, be cool. we're, we're all going to see it together. Uh, close branch down at <laughs> or at least we can all have a movie. Day. Uh, but yeah, so that's what I'm going to have to read. Uh, but I'm looking forward to that. And then obviously tonight, I'm definitely going to start that Anne of Green Gables by Brenna Thumbler because I'm so excited to read that. I love Anne of Green Gables. My aunt gave me a copy mm. of her Anne of Green Gables book when I was growing up. And she was like, I resonated with this so much. So I'm passing it down to you. Nice. Oh, wow. Um, going off of sheets, I've been on just like a big graphic novel binge. Um, so piggybacking what you guys said, definitely going to start you know killers of the flower moon soon definitely going to start delicates because again sheets was just amazing um some graphic novels that i recently read that i absolutely loved uh one called steak by david byrne deal you know deals with like vampires uh paper planes was surprisingly Hmm. really good it's by jenny wood um about two friends that kind of end up in like a camp because of an incident that happened at their school um really good and then cosmo nights by hannah templer that one's that one's really good very action-packed highly recommend so hoopla definitely came through for all these graphic novel checkouts you any of these don't vibe with you you should definitely check out like their other selections though because hoopla has honestly a really good like yeah 
graphic novel oh, selection. Definitely. So, and if you don't find it on Hoopla, check on Claw Library. Most likely, yeah, yeah. You know, Hoopla definitely. That's so like that's how we got into sheets. Hoopla was just constantly. It was like. As it soon as you up. logged into Hoopla, they were just showing sheets. And I was like, man, that looks so cute. The little ghost in the washing machine. So Hoopla has some great, like you can just deep dive into their graphic novels. Absolutely. Some of them might be even bonus borrow. So you don't even end up <laughs> using like, yeah. one or of your checkouts. Binge passes too. Mm -hmm. Gotta love them. 10 out of 10. And now we have 10 checkouts on Hoopla. So go nuts. Oh, dude. Heck yeah. It's funny because I was looking forward to uh, <laughs> the... It's new month September because I was like, oh yeah, my hoopla is gonna re re just regenerate. <laughs> I'm gonna check out everything under the sun. Cool. So that's gonna wrap it up from us here. Uh, thanks for listening, and remember to stay tuned. We'll be talking about Killers of the Flower Moon soon, as well as hopefully Delicates. Uh, I'm Rosanna. I'm Ruby, and I'm Israel. And we'll talk to y'all on the next episode. Later's. <laughs> <laughs>